Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist and you're probably wondering, wait, we, of course the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida are here even though I pointed at them the opposite of their actual names so I pointed at the Fantastic Miss Frida when I said the Honorable Tesla and the Honorable Tesla when I said the Fantastic Miss Frida and Tesla's kind of pissed. He's kind of pissed. But guys, all we have to say is that it is winding down the year. So we're getting into some holiday movies. So of course, we decided to pick Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Because it's the 20th anniversary. And apparently, the Butt Maestro and I, it's our favorite Harry Potter movie. How you doing, Butt Maestro? I'm... Uh, actually, I've been better. Uh, I'm, I'm okay, everyone. I'm good. Uh, I got my newest COVID booster yesterday, and I'm feeling a little bit of the side effects from that. But even with all of that, I still highly, highly recommend, if you haven't already, go out and get boosted. Go out and get vaxxed. Because even with the next day side effects, it is worth it to be safe and keep the people around you safe as well. Uh, and after that PSA... Hi, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We are another show on the internet where a bunch of nerds talk about shit for probably way too long. Welcome back. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you, right? Admiral. I'm good. I'm good. I've got my wand here. I've got my Hufflepuff shirt on. Uh, I know you've got your Ravenclaw yeah. gear on. Yeah. And, and I also got Edith glasses from Spider-Man Far From Home. So, before we get into the meat and potatoes of our mutual favorite Harry Potter movie, um, which also... Oh, are we talking about the... we talking about the... we talking about the phoenix in the room? Yeah, we're going to talk about the... Uh, the we're, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room real quick. Uh, the hippogriff in the room? The, the hippogriff. Because that's, that's great, actually, because that's dangerously close to hypocrite. Which, Joan absolutely is before we talk about anything harry potter related we do unfortunately have to address the unfortunate uh world views of its author its creator joan rowling who has gone on record multiple times as saying that trans women are not women uh and here on cinema gems we do not share that world view we think that trans women are women trans men are men trans people are yes. valid and important and we love them they deserve protection and love and respect uh especially after love the absolute tragedy uh a few days ago in colorado it'll be a few weeks ago by the time you're listening to this episode but uh that is one of several examples of why any kind of hateful speech toward any marginalized uh lgbtq plus group is incredibly dangerous and has serious world ramifications because naive idiots will believe you and might get their hands on a gun. Um, that that shit's just dangerous. And Joan, if you want to hold on to anything resembling a fan base, cut that shit out, please. Like at, at this point, we're um, begging you and as also Harry have Potter to... fans, please cut that shit out because it, it is dangerous and toxic. And we want to love this thing that you created, but you're making it very difficult to do so by being an ignorant prick. That's it. That's my soapbox. Uh, yeah, and to... Okay. And uh, I'll take it. I'm going to take the soapbox. Even though it's a dual soapbox, even though we stand on them at the same time. Um, do, do you think I covered uh, the important but, points there, Admiral? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, 100% you did. Uh, but also I want to clarify that I also agree that... Uh, uh, trans women are women and trans men are men and people are people what what does it matter what someone else is doing with their life if it's not harming you at all like what the fuck does it matter let people be who they want to be 100 percent. um and also to clarify that um we as people who love harry potter we love the art of harry potter not the artist uh, we do not think about the artist in general or anything. We care about the art. And this is also, I believe, you and I's favorite Harry Potter movie, I think. 
Correct. This has always been my I favorite so. Harry Potter movie, uh, and I always contend that the first and second Harry Potter movie, because they were directed by Chris Columbus, who, it's no secret, his favorite holiday, his favorite time of year is Christmas. He tries to sneak Gremlins. a Christmas feel into every movie he has ever directed. Just look at Gremlins, look at Home Alone, and both Harry Potter movies that he directed have a very Christmassy feel about them, even though only part of the school year is based around Christmas. It, it feels like in both of these movies, that is a major emphasized point. Um, so we're going to call this an and, honorary uh, well, Christmas movie in a similar way to how a lot of people feel like Die Hard is an honorary Christmas movie. And I'm not saying you're right or wrong for I that. I mean, I'm not saying it's an honorary Christmas movie. Christmas movie. I saying it is a Christmas movie, but that's just me. Sure. That's that's just how I feel. Sure. It is a Christmas movie. Sure. <laughs> um, but we also we also uh while we're on the subject and while we're talking about yes. it, um do you want to get John Williams out of the way? Oh no, we're not going to get John Williams out of the way because his score is essential to this movie, to all three Harry Potter movies that he composed for uh the which are the first 3. Um, but especially Chamber of Secrets. I grew up listening to the soundtrack on a loop. Uh, Fox's theme uh, was one of the very first things I learned how to play on piano. Um, his, Aww. yeah. I, I listened to this CD on a nonstop loop, and I can probably close to replicate most of the themes that he uses in this soundtrack. Um, We'll, we'll get to it at the end. Uh, so so much of his music okay. is incredibly um, impactful. The way John Williams assigns a theme to every character, and every character has their own unique, colorful palette of music. It's just awesome. Uh, and also, we did also want to talk about um, the uh, people that have passed recent and there, and past, there are several uh, that have been yeah, in this movie. There are several Harry Potter movie alums who have unfortunately passed away since these movies release. Uh, we will get to them as we get to their characters in the story, in the plot of the movie. Yeah. But there, there are all several, right. and they are so, all greatly missed. And of course, you were mentioning before the show the, the I, I guess, irony of Jones' unfortunate world views and the several actors in these movies that portrayed characters that she created that, if given the chance, would definitely disagree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alan, uh, Sir Alan Rickman Sir and Richard uh, Harris, Sir Richard Harris would uh, be... Sir Robbie Coltrane would as be well. Livid. I'm sure was openly against. And even Dana Radcliffe, Rupert Grant, Emma Watson have all spoken out against... Like, look, we loved our time playing these characters, but we do not share Joan's unfortunate worldview. It is a horrible thing that we have to discuss this before we even get into, as the Buttmeister said, the meat and potatoes of this episode. But yeah, Cin Cinemaniacs, please we have to, we, it's, make it's no sad. mistake, even though we it's are sad that we have talking to do about a Harry Potter movie... We do not in any way support the unfortunate and wrong worldviews of Joan. <laughs> I'm not calling her by her full name. Should we tweet no, this at her? Should we tweet this at her? No, because honestly, t Twitter's dying. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not using Twitter as a reliable <laughs> source of communication or information anymore. <laughs> if I see J.K. Rowling with a blue check mark, that might or might not be J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Who knows? Damn Joan. Damn it, Joan. Da All right. Damn it, Evelyn. So, we open up with the late... <laughs> yeah. We we open up with the uh, late, great uh, Richard Griffith. Uh, Uncle Vernon. Yes. Who is uh, amazing. I love him in just about anything. He was also in... Uh, wasn't he in King yes, Ralph? I believe he was. They were reviewed a couple years was. ago? Yeah, I, I remember reviewing that. Um, I remember and, talking about, holy shit, that's Uncle Vernon. You're absolutely right. I believe he was one of... He's an amazing one of actor. One main characters, like, advisors in the British court, right? 
Yes, 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 yes. It was Peter O'Toole that he was yes. next to. Um, uh, which, by the way, go listen to that and go watch that movie because it's an amazing, weird movie that exists only in 1992 for some reason. Or 1991? Was it 91? It, or it was interesting. I don't remember sure. exactly when. But it, it was one of those movies where it was like, it, what it was. It was definitely interesting yeah, for sure. So, so, so we open up. Uh, and we get to see Harry Potter, you know, living with his aunt and uncle, and they aren't really having a good time because they're kind of stuck with him, and they won't specify why until later in the book series that this place is his home, and Tom Riddle cannot hurt him as long as he is home. As long as he has a place that's called home, and he's underage, he cannot be harmed. So they don't really tell him that, but they have to do it because Dumbledore asked them very nicely, and they feel like they have to because he's an old crazy man that knows magic tricks to quote uh them exactly yeah. from the uh the crackpot is a crackpot credit, fool credit, yeah i think it's a crackpot fool is there exactly um joan set up enough in universe rules and logic and magic logic uh to explain hey this this is the deus ex machina that allows harry potter to grow up unthreatened by voldemort <clears throat> For the most part. No, we call him Tom. That is his name. We call him Tom Riddle. Fe- he fear is Tom of the Riddle. Name inspires fear of the thing itself, Admiral. Ex- exactly. So that's why we call him Tom. Because I'm not scared of him. Because he can't even take over <laughs> a high school. He, he can't even take over a high school. I mean, yeah. Well, it's a high school protected by some of the most powerful wizards of all time. But okay, sure. <laughs> it's still a high school. Um. So, uh, we so we open up and we see Dobby. Um, and Dobby is known as a house elf. Uh, because apparently there's enslaved people in this universe. Yep. Great. Yep. Some of the more wealthy and well-off wizarding families still employ house elves to do most of their dirty work, and as the admiral suggested they're basically indentured servants they're they're essentially slaves they're bound to a wizarding family for life until that wizarding family decides that their uh service is completed it's pretty fucked up and yep. one thing the movies really yeah, neglect to show is uh later on in the series hermione uh oh, does spew? a great job liberating all of the existing house elves from their evil ass wizarding families um and uh and also we get to uh a lot of people don't really know this but arnim zola uh, is the voice of dobby uh from the mcu absolutely correct yes exactly uh so basically, he specify uh, they specify. Oh, hey, you can't really go this because things are about to happen at Hogwarts that are really bad. Your friends didn't even write to you over your, the summer, and Harry's just like, "What the fuck? What the fuck did you just say? No one knows that but me." And then Dobby's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's oh, shit. Dobby's been and it comes all find out. Uh, and Dobby basically tries to be like, hey, Harry, do this, or I'm going to fuck with yeah. your family. So he basically drops an ice cream cake on top of uh, Uncle Vernon's... Uh, he In the books, they didn't specify this in the movie, but yes, I'm actually... I'm, I'm doing my Edith glasses uh, yes. from, far from, uh, yes. from Far From Home. Um, that uh, Uncle Vernon works for a big drill company, a big company that sells drills... Um, and this was a very, uh, a big sale a that he was going to close. He's, he's having um, dinner and trying to smooth correct. a corporate client. And didn't lose out on the deal as far as we know, but definitely he needed to make up very much for it. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically, um, that night, well, we can assume that night. It's very later on in the books that it happens, but somehow that night, uh, comes up and is like, oh, hey, hey, what's this weird-ass two lights coming in the middle of the distance and there's a low rumbling noise? It's Ron and his brothers, in the, the Weasley car. brothers, coming to save Harry. Because the, the Weasley family car. have um, a blue flying car 
uh, because Papa Weasley is honestly one of the most interesting characters in this whole fucking series. Because not going to lie, the idea of someone who has been raised in the wizarding world, sheltered from human technology, who is fascinated by muggle, muggle technology, by non-magical human technology, uh, is really funny to me. Like, I just love the, what is the function of yeah. a rubber duck? <laughs> oh, I told Patron... Um, if we ever do decide to have kids, uh, the part where he's like, oh, how was it? Um, and she turns around and Molly Weasley turns around and smacks Arthur Weasley. I would go, that would be me. <laughs> just, just letting you know now, That's that would funny. be me. <laughs> um, and basically finds out that uh, Dumbledore is not stupid, as we know Dumbledore is the greatest wizard of all time uh, alive, uh, and sends their Hogwarts letters to the Weasleys and Harry's as well. They travel by flu powder to Diagon, Diagon Alley. Well, and just they and flu powder. Kind of. It, well, uh, Nocturne Alley. <laughs> Harry says diagonally, um, and uh, kind of gets sent yes. to the wrong place. Um. Yeah, but he's just a couple. He's just a couple like blocks away from Diagon Alley. And by the way, when it was creeping up to the point, and all the whiz, all the all the quote unquote I don't I don't want to judge anybody by 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 the where where they shop cuz nocturnally may be cheap okay nocturnally may be cheap compared to but the quote unquote dark witches and wizards that are about to like con, not consume yeah. harry but basically surround harry it, it's it's I was telling Patron I was like that the wizarding yeah. black market is literally right next door to the only major wizarding market. Like, they are right next door to each other, and it's actually very easy to just stumble into. Like, this is widely described as the wizarding black market. But, like, no one in the main yeah. wizarding market next door blinks an eye or cares. <laughs> it's just nope. there. Nope. So that's why we don't want to sp we don't want to condone or any actions that we don't know because we don't live in this universe so we don't know um, we are just it's just it's just really funny to me that like <coughs> within the same day within the same afternoon you can go buy your school books and your broomstick and your wand and then go to Gringotts Bank and then literally go right around the corner from Gringotts and buy some wizard weed and no one will care. You mean you, yeah, um, yeah, but but uh, but I guess we have to specify that we are technically we're omnipotent beings in this m movie that we're watching because we can watch everything that happens, but we have no control over it. Okay, sure. That makes Getting sense. Getting a little meta. Um, like and w when, okay, and you know when the dark witches and wizards were about to. Yeah, surround Harry. Harry. Out of nowhere I like, fuck off. I, f I fucking teared up. I fucking teared up because of yeah. Robbie Coltrane, man. All right, I fucking teared Seriously. up. Like, God damn it, that man was yeah. a gem, man. An incredible actor, and he played this character in a way that absolutely no one else could have. He was fucking incredible. There's a movie that I want to review soon. I think I might. Uh, I think I might. We might view it in a couple of years, but it's called Let It Ride, and he's in it, and he's not a giant, and he's still amazing in it. And it's him and Richard Dreyfus. I highly suggest people to check it out and watch it. But I really want to review it because I feel like you would like it almost okay. as much as I did. We, we can talk but that's about besides that the point. The that's besides the point. Uh, just so we don't get the cinemaniacs too so, much. So basically, they show up to uh, uh, Flourish and Blots to get their school books. Oh and one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite characters, is that is that his theme? Yeah, that that is Gilderoy Lockhart's theme. 
played amazingly by Kenneth Branagh. When when I heard that Kenneth Branagh was going to be in a Harry Potter movie, I said to myself, I was like, well, and this is like, okay, this yeah, is like 10-year-old like, me, okay? I was definitely too young to understand the weight of this actor playing a Harry Potter character. You're not that much older than me. <laughs> but in retrospect, I can understand... I was the like ten. Okay. Of the Shakespearean caliber actor that is Kenneth Branagh playing a Harry Potter B villain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the thing was was I I like I heard some I heard some people talking about Shakespeare when I was younger. Like, so I found out that Kenneth Branagh did Hamlet. So I watched Hamlet, and yes, it was kind of unrelentingly long and boring but hey that's that's Shakespeare for you but I actually sat down and I watched the whole thing so seeing him in that and thinking he's gonna be in a Harry Potter movie I'm like he has to be Gilderoy Lockhart that's literally only choice of role for this man and perfectly. he plays it per- perfectly perfect. I literally do not think anyone I, else I can't could have played of him. really any other actor who would have been so perfectly suited to play this cocky asshole who is a total fraud and you can smell it from the first second he introduces himself he's a total fucking fraud mm. and you know what's the sad part is he's probably the one of the most well-known Ravenclaws oh god was That's he a Ravenclaw? The worst part. I mean hey thank god he wasn't a Hufflepuff yeah honestly <laughs> at, at least we still have Newt's commander Oh. Oh. Okay. What may or may not be getting two more movies? They don't know yet if they're gonna do it or not. I hate those movies. (laughs) I really do. So they're they get they get they get degradingly worse every movie that goes on. Anyway, we're not talking about Fantastic. Oh, oh, and also. Oh no! Wait, no. Are no Fantastic. We got to talk about one other thing, and I promise we'll leave. I promise we'll leave. I promise we'll leave. Um, it's just what I found on Reddit this morning perusing while eating my breakfast and the news. Um, Avatar 2's budget is so expensive that it needs to make $2 billion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. More than that. $2 billion to make a profit. I mean, I'm probably not going to see it in theaters. Are you? I have... I have no intention of Fuck seeing no. a sequel that is about 12 years too late. No, I didn't even yeah, like the first one. I'm, I'm good, thanks. I just find it hilarious that people are like, there's going to be five more and uh, four, uh, oh, three oh, more. And I'm oh. like, sure, let's see how this one does. Let's see how this one does first before we say anything else. Um... <coughs> So yeah, okay, so Gilderoy shows up and he's like, oh, Harry Potter, it's me, Gilderoy Lockhart, voted which weekly's best? Hello, Harry. Hello. Um, that wasn't a Kenneth Branagh impression, that was my impression of what I think Gilderoy Lockhart would sound like in the book. He's books. just hashtag okay? the worst. You can literally see the, f- just slime on, under his lavender, like and so so cloak. much of what I love about Gilroy Lockhart in this movie doesn't even come from Kenneth Branagh's performance of Gilroy Lockhart. It's the other actors around him portraying more reputable wizards that clearly see through the facade, especially Snape and and Dumbledore. <clears throat> like just see right through the bullshit. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean later in the end when when Snape's like, "Oh, Gild, oh, oh, Gilderoy, don't you know where the chamber is?" And I love how he's like, "Very well." Yep. They they Very just well. constantly call and I'm just his like, bluff. He's even like, "Oh I love shit." It. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, uh, and so we also get another amazing actor um, introduction. Uh, right after an amazing actor introduction, as, Jason Isaacs himself as Malfoy playing Senior. Lucius Malfoy. And as if Tom Felton wasn't already great enough as Malfoy, bringing in Jason Isaacs as his dad to play the grossest 
uh, cockiest wizard uh, who is clearly objectively evil but somehow has weaseled his way into the good graces of better wizards uh oh god he's just a piece of shit which by the way how is he somehow worse than gildory lockhart but also the same time gildory lockhart's worse than him isn't smart or tactful enough to be as actually evil as like because gildory lockhart isn't a death eater he's never allied with voldemort with i'm sorry tom <clears throat> Tom, excuse me, low Fleming. Uh, he Gildred Lockhart is not evil. He's just a con man, and I I know in our modern day okay. there are several very famous con men who have accidentally stumbled into the good graces of objectively evil people. Um, Gildred Lockhart isn't really one of them. He's he's just an idiot. Who lies about all his Oh, achievements. okay. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Lucius Malfoy is an objectively um, evil motherfucker. He's he's the head of the school board. Like both in terms of his yeah. character and well, like, he's where one he of the governors of the school board. in the Harry Potter universe in the Wizarding world. He's literally the head of the school board. Uh, and he's the fucking worst. He's a soup. He, I don't think he was a superintendent. I think he's one of the heads of the school. Board. He, he's one. He's, he's one of the chairs of the board. I don't know. He's one of the. He's one of the idiots who. Correct. Uh, not we'll idiots. That. He's one of the conniving motherfuckers who has never spent a single day in a classroom teaching students, but somehow has the power and authority to dictate how teachers can do their jobs. Yep. He's one of those infuriating assholes. Yep. And if you've ever, ever, ever. Yep. Uh, been a teacher, you know firsthand how absolutely insufferable these people are. They're fucking dicks. Like, how dare you tell me what I can and can't do in my uh, classroom? When's the last time you taught anyone? Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, <coughs> uh, teachers should get absolutely. paid a lot more than absolutely. what they get paid. Just, that's it. 1,000%. Um, and also, um, uh, I guess he taught the slur for, uh, Muggleborns, um, to Draco, uh, because later in the movie we hear Draco use a slur for Muggleborns, just straight up. And also I love that, I love that to be completely honest with you, he's just openly like, how do you, how do you talk to them? Yeah muggles and it's just like what the fuck is your problem dude like you are aware you married your fucking cousin right you married your cousin and you're telling somebody who is like just a regular human being yeah they're filth fuck you dude it is toxic classism at its worst Uh, and then we get to Hogwarts, uh, and, uh, but before we get to Hogwarts, uh, something happens with the platform nine and three quarters. Um, the barrier closes, uh, and the train yeah, takes missed, off. They missed last so call. Harry and Ron are just, they're just like, oh, well, we're just going to take the car, blah, 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 the car. Um, okay. Have you ever driven a car before? Ever? Do you know how a car, I mean, I'm, look. I'm not saying that I know how to fly a car, but I know how to drive a car. I don't know how to drive a... Fl- uh, driving a flying car shouldn't be that hard, but he's never driven a car. I, look, Just saying. If GLaDOS was on here, they would uh, probably get into how the controls of a car do not uh, facilitate flight as uh, the controls of a normal car do no. not have any control for X, Y axis. <laughs> they do not control pitch or yaw. Um, Correct. So that would be a little bit weird. That that would be at least a little bit weird. Yeah, it would. Uh, but they find the they find the um, 
the as I I love how it's written in the book. The uh, a scarlet serpent stretching through the hills is the Hogwarts Express. Really like that phrasing. I don't know why, but it's really cool. It's probably the alliteration. Um, but uh, so they get to it. They think that they go, and then they get tracked inside a Whomping Willow. And I love, I love this movie. I think for I think it's one of the last times on Harry Potter that you get to see actual practical effects because part of that Whomping Willow is a yes. fucking practical effect. Yes. Like. The fucking basculus, basc, basculisk, basculus later is sometimes a practical effect and sometimes not. And it's just nice to see them actually use like, okay, we're going to build this. We're going to build it. Um, the Whopping Willow sequence to me was a little bit jarring as a child. I don't know if you, if it was the same for you. Oh no. But we, like reading in the book was like, oh we, shit. We haven't but actually seeing it on screen. The most jarring sequence for me as a kid. was like, oh shit. We'll get there soon, but we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, but yeah, no, I totally think that this movie's really good. And then you get to see Snape and just being like, yep. I love how he's just so pissed. Like, Snape's just like, you drew a flying car seen by no less than seven muggles. And he flurs the paper down and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. Seriously. This motherfucker's amazing. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. So so like, badly missed, Sir Alan Rickman. You're an amazing person, and I really am upset that you died in the year where everyone else decided to just get off this world and leave us with it. Yes, but you are sorely missed, sir. But I know you're in an amazing, different place really on another so. plane of existence really with all so. these amazing people that we. Yeah. have seen and also worked with. <sighs> but yes, so, uh, I'm sorry. That was just, I wanted to specify that because n- I don't think really anybody talks about Alan Rickman being gone anymore because it's, it's he is been Snake a few years. Me. Like, he's literally. Um, but yeah, anytime you watch anything with Alan Rickman in it, it still hurts a little bit, whether it be this or his, I think, fantastically mm-hmm. underrated role as the voice of God um, in Dogma. Yeah. No, he's not the voice of God. He's not. He, 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 he's, he's the, the voice scribe of God. Of God. He, he speaks for God. Oh, I guess that would be the scribe. Because God, I was speaking to any mortal, would literally blow your mind. So he is the voice of God. But Alanis Morissette is God, correct. right? Alanis yes, Morissette. that is okay. Correct. Cool. Just okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Um. Uh. And I also like him in Die Hard. Um. I also like him in a really bad movie that I hate watching, and I hate mm. everybody in the movie. I don't even remember the name of the movie, but it's about it's, it happens around the holiday season, and he's in it, but he's a horrible person because oh, um, he cheats actually, on his wife. Uh, or Love Actually. I just. Okay. Love actually. That yes. Movie. He's he is he's literally the only good part awful about that movie. movie. He's of the only good. Very part. toxic people being very toxic. Yep, and he is the only good part. Besides Mr. Bean, which by the way they share a scene, so that's why that movie's even better for me is just that one scene and also just Alan Rickman interacting with Rowan Atkinson. But besides the but point, hey, just just in case Love Actually is your favorite holiday movie. That's it. We're done shitting on it. We're we're done. Yep. We're going to leave it alone. We're going to let you enjoy your toxic rom-coms. Exactly. Um isn't there a sequel out to that? Uh you mean Valentine's Day? Oh, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So uh, they get and uh, they get, they get to Hogwarts. Damn, we're not even like halfway through the movie, um, and yeah, they're we, like, we "Oh, by it. the way, oh, I know, we're gonna speed run it." And they're like, "Oh, well, you got detention. You're gonna go to Gilderoy and sign his fan mail." What? Oh, God. And I love that Hermione's basically pissed. She's like, "To be with that with that wizard," and it's like, "He's a horrible person. You know that, right? You know this yeah. man is filth." He's slime. Um, and so then, 
uh, Harry starts signing uh, the, the the fan mail, um, and he hears this voice that only he can hear, and no one else can hear. Um, and he tells Ron and, and Hermione, and they're like, uh, you shouldn't tell anybody this shit, because even in our world, that's fucking some crazy shit. Okay? Um, yeah. And then... The Chamber of Secrets is opened. Uh, Mrs. Norris gets petrified. Um, and then they start a dueling club. Uh, and we get to see Alan Rickman basically duel against Gilderoy Lockhart. And this scene is pretty Oh, and absolutely cool. spank him. Oh, God. <laughs> 1,000%. Uh, and then, And then Harry and uh, Draco uh, duel. Um, and a snake comes out. And Harry... Well, what he well, thinks? No, it's not Draco. I believe it's a Hufflepuff. Well, no, no, no. It, the snake, the snake comes out, and it goes to. I was about to specify that is the snake comes out of the wand, and to what Harry thinks he said. Harry thinks that he was talking the snake away from, uh, from attacking Justin Just Fletchy, from Hufflepuff, but, yes. but. Uh, to everybody else, it's like, you sound like you were fucking egging that goddamn snake on. Like, you were like, go get him. Go get him. Get him. Sias. I mean, look, it, it, it's it's weird because Harry's the only one that speaks parcel tongue, but he doesn't know that he's speaking parcel tongue. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, everyone else just thinks he's hissing. I don't know. It's weird. A lot of It's essentially Latin. Weird. It's essentially kind, Latin. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, it, I, I was going to say it's closer to Dory speaking whale. Oh, but whale is an evil, so. But yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, uh, we, we everybody on. finds out he's a parcel tongue, blah, 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 this. Uh, and you then. kind of knew that yeah. from the first Bo, movie. Because, yeah, he, well, he specifies that. The bow constrictor. Yeah. About Peru. Um. And, which also, um, fun fact of the day, for uh, uh, people who speak Spanish, um, uh, in Peru, this is a in Peru, the like the quote unquote word for a con man. I did le- I did learn this from an actual Peruvian. Like one of one of my coworkers at Swapper Jacks told me this yesterday and actually broke it down. And I actually think this is a really Nice, fun thing. And also, Gilderoy Lockhart is a con man, so this works out perfectly. Um, that um, pendejo means, like, asshole in regular Spanish, right? But in Peru, pendejo means con man. Like somebody who cons you out of your shit. Okay. So not only is Gilderoy Lockhart a pendejo, as in an asshole, but he's also a fucking pendejo from Peru. He's a fucking con man. <laughs> Just want to clarify that fun fact from Peru uh, slang, Peruvian slang, that's Pendejo is a con man. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, I learned that the other day, and I wanted to let you know specifically, but my show, but also the listeners as well. Um, uh, and also... Uh, uh, there are several plot, major plot points in this movie that, forgive us, we are going to gloss over for the sake of time. Uh, but Malfoy, uh, Malfoy uses team. that the slur that Malfoy uses. Malfoy using the slur. Uh, <clears throat> the the main trio trying to find the heir of Slytherin because they hear about the Chamber of Secrets and how the heir yeah. of Slytherin is going to Polyjuice potion to bring. Right, they do the whole Polyjuice potion thing, and Hermione turns into uh, a cat. Whoops. And then Ron's a furry for some reason. Ron's just yeah. like. Hey, hey, Hermione, well, and I'm just like, okay I just turned to Patron. Harry's okay I'm just with turned it. A, I just turned to Patron, and I was like, Ron's a furry now, I guess. <laughs> Which, uh, hey, there's nothing later, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong the with that. game, uh, Harry breaks the shit out of his arm, and dumbass Gildroy Lockhart comes and tries to mend it. And look, this is, this is why it's important. Um... Do not try to treat a serious wound on someone unless you have some actual medical training. Because this asshole comes in like, oh, I can fix it. Boom, you have no bones. I love, I, but I love, I love the, 
I love it though. Brachium amenda. I just love the way it's said, like the name oh, of yeah, the, the spell. The Latin. <laughs> uh, and then we go to uh, uh, Madame Promfrey, and she's like, "Oh, I can mend bones in a heartbeat, but growing them, nasty stuff." And I love how she's like, wait, what? He's like, you're in for a rough night, Potter. A rough night. And then uh, he hears the voice again. Dobby scares the shit out of him. Um, yeah. And then he gets mother plot expositions. He sees Colin Creevy was uh, was petrified, petrified again because he saw yeah. through the camera. And nearly headless. Nick is there. Yes. Yes. Nearly headless. This is the last we see of nearly headless Nick, a.k.a. John Cleese's nearly headless Nick in the Harry Potter universe. We don't see him anymore um, uh, in the series of movie-wise. We see him in the books. Uh, and then uh, the Quidditch, uh, yeah, you mentioned the Quidditch match. Uh, Dobby was like, yeah, I did that. That was me. Sorry. Um, then we have to go see the sequence where uh, right before Follow the Spiders, uh, Robbie Coltrane, Cornelius Fudge, and um, fucking Dumbledore are in a scene together with Jason Isaacs. And it's really amazing how phenomenal all four of those actors are. And how three out of yeah. the four of them are no longer with us. Yeah. And Jason Isaacs is just like, I am humble to be around all of y'all. Oh, 100%. All yeah. of y'all. Um. That's a good. That's a really good scene. Um, and I also love the, yeah. the this, sequence. This is of, where we get into the scene where, uh, even though as a child I saw this four or five times in the theaters, I covered my eyes every single time uh, during the spiders in the forest. Every single time, I, I am one hundred percent with Ron on this. Why did it have to be follow the spiders? Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? But you know that's completely ad libbed, right? Oh, I it's love not in the it book. so much. I love it so it's much. It's not in the book. Uh, and then we get to see Aragog, who is played by Donovan uh, from Last Crusade. Oh, wow. General Veers, General Veers from Empire yeah. Strikes Back. That is his voice. He is the wow. voice of Aragog. Yeah. Oh, a pull. Yes. Uh, and then um, I love Harry that Aragog's finds, like, hey. Harry finds Tom Riddle's diary. And starts to see flashbacks of Tom Riddle uh, covering up um, the Chamber of Secrets and essentially framing Hagrid uh, yep. for, yeah. All those flashbacks uh, and then, are chilling as hell. <coughs> yeah. Uh, and we, and, uh, and then Harry's like, oh, well, what did we learn going through there? Oh, and I love how the car just comes out of nowhere and is like, I got y'all. I got, I'm going to dip yeah. though. I'm dipping after. Peace out. Uh, Ron's like, what What did we learn from that? He's like, well, we know Hagrid is innocent. Um, and spiders are scared of whatever it is. So like, it's a big ass. Whatever thing. it is. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a basculus. Yeah. It's an so ancient. So they arm twist yeah. Gildroy Lockhart into going down into the arm twist with them. Arm twist. Oh, my God. It's, you, I love, you, you I love that. that you used... I love that you use that phrase, arm twist. <laughs> arm twist. You're welcome. <laughs> so he att- you, he they go down to Chamber of Secrets. He take Ron's wa- wand. Ron's wand. That's yeah. Not, Ron's that, broken that, ass but, wand. Yeah, uh, and I love how Ron's just like, uh, heart of a lion. This one. That's such a British fucking phrase. I am that- sorry. That is a British-ass phrase. Uh, but yeah, Gildroy tried to do the thing that he does to every wizard who he steals the accomplishments from and tried to memory wipe them, tried to alter their memory so he could take credit for closing the chamber and say, oh, it's such a tragedy that these young wizards died in the process. Nope, he wipes his own fucking memory. <laughs> do you live here? Who am I? It's fucking hysterical. Uh, and as Patron says, one of her favorite lines, It's just like magic! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I uh, do want to point then, out, um, 
and I think this is from a some I, I saw someone stand up on like YouTube Shorts or TikTok or something, and they pointed out an important point: if we were leveling Harry Potter characters as D and D characters, Harry oh, Potter God. would not take any levels of wizard until the fourth year at Hogwarts, because up until then he is an arcane trister rogue. He he casts hardly any spells. Mostly just sneaks around. Yep. Like in the first movie, the most pivotal magic item that he used was an invisibility cloak. And in this one, the most pivotal magic item that he used, besides a flying car, was a fucking sword that he pulled from a hat. Uh, That he gets extra damage for when he uses a sneak attack. He's an arcane trickster Uh, rogue for the first three (laughs) movies. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I understood about half of that, so I know the other people are lost. Hey, Cinemaniacs, if you understood literally any of that, message us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Yes. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, if you want us to review any movie upcoming uh, in this holiday season or in the future year, please email us at cinemagems15 at gmail. And also... While you're emailing cinemagems15 at gmail.com, also make sure that you go back and you remember the sequence of Robbie Coltrane. Uh, yes. You have uh, all that sequence. I just love that there's basically just a drape over the camera, and that's what they're viewing. That's what they're like talking to. Is these amazing, phenomenal actors have to act with just basically a, just a little tea dolly over the camera. That made me laugh all the time, and I think now I realize it's because they're so amazing actors that yes. that is just like, why? Why? But um, So, yeah, after I, I wanted to say Harry that earlier, uh, pulls a sword out of a hat and kills the basilisk, and we get the whole Tom Marvolo riddle equals I am Lord Voldemort reveal, which blew my mind as a kid, and now that I'm an adult, is like, eh, it's okay. Um, uh, they and then also, slay the basilisk. Uh, they free Ginny from her uh, trance, um, and in doing so, Harry gets Hagrid's stabbed name. by a basilisk. Yeah, bye bye basilisk. Uh, they clear. No, Harry Hagrid's gets stabbed name. by a tooth. <laughs> clear Hagrid's and name, then the and, and the last yeah. scene of this movie gives me chills every single time. Because uh, the the last track on this soundtrack is just it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Just emotionally gut wrenching and heartwarming. And fuck John Williams, my god! Is it because all the students ran up to Hagrid and and were 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 glad yeah, that he literally, was back? Literally that moment. Uh, it, with the combination of amazing actors and production from everyone involved, with the emotionally uplifting score by John Williams, just everything works. Everything works in this last scene, yeah. and even twenty something years later, I still fucking cry. Uh, and also, uh, Fox does does cure Harry and uh, makes him feel better. And Dumbledore's like, oh, blah 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 blah. blah. And also, Dobby's given a sock. By uh, Lush, uh, Lucius Malfoy, and apparently Lucius Malfoy was going to use the Avada Kedavra curse because you yeah. can hear it. Lucius Malfoy was about to fucking murder Harry Potter. It, he was about to murder a student inside the school. Yes. Um, <coughs> which, given everything that's gone on in real life recently, is really heavy to talk about. I just wanted to. Oh. Just wanted to. To 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 specify and point that out that um this man's a horrible person he's a horrible person yeah uh, not jason yeah. isaacs ne- needless to not say. jason isaacs he's an ap- yeah Lu- lucius malfoy not jason That's isaac right. who's a fantastic actor but lucius malfoy who was about to straight up murder a student inside of school grounds is the fucking worst yeah. uh <laughs> and also if we were uh if we you know remember how we had that casting going around that jason isaacs could be thrawn blah blah this I think he should keep his British accent. Oh, 100%. Because Thrawn doesn't really have an accent. Absolutely. I think, I think if he... 
I think if you were to play Thrawn, keep his British accent. Okay. But, guys. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, here at Cinema Gems, we have a full gem, an amazing movie, half gem, an all right movie, no gem, a horrible movie. That's our rating system here in Cinema Gems. But, Maestro, what do you give Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets 2002? Oh, Chamber of Secrets is the shiniest gem of them all. Yes. Uh, at least in relation to the other Harry Potter movies, it is the shiniest gem. It is the S tier, uh, and every movie after that is just downhill. I give this movie a full gem. Uh, and also, guys, uh, thank you for Marty and the Arrogant Zebra for letting us use your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, just remember that it is very tough. It is hard time to be a human right now. Things are going on that you can't control, and platforms that you might use are being demolished from beneath you. Hug your loved ones. Just make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Watching a movie, listening to a song, reading a book, caring about something that you care about for yourself yeah. before you can help anyone else. Yeah. Guys, it helps to take care of yourself before you take care of others. As a great man once said, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Thank you, Admiral. That's all we have. That's all we have to say, guys, about this week. No problem. No problem. Uh, all we have yeah, to say, guys, hug, is hug your loved ones. Tell your friends you love them. Uh, thank you, as always, to our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family for giving us inspiration and feedback. We love y'all. Uh, please continue to do so at cinebagems15 at gmail.com. We love y'all. All right, guys. All we have to do is. Wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye. Love y'all. Bye.